fun. All right, everybody, on today's CrossFit Edwardsville Community Podcast, we are talking about the future you, uh, not just your past self or your present self, but the future that you want to embrace as well as the future you may want to avoid. So stick with us. Welcome to the CrossFit Edwardsville Community Podcast, where we hear and learn from our coaches, CrossFitters, and Glen Ed community leaders. Now, here are your hosts, Dallas and Greg. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the CrossFit Edwardsville Community Podcast. Great to have you here. This is where we get to talk with our CFE uh, members and those working out in our gym, as well as learn from our CFE coaches occasionally. And then we also occasionally talk with our CFE Glen Ed community uh, business owners and learn a little bit about them. Today, we're going to have a slightly different conversation. It's just me and G coming at you. What's up, Coach G Scale? Yeah, I mean, it was going to be fun, though. Uh, it's always a good time just hanging out with my people. Dallas is my people. The CrossFitters are my people. And sometimes we just feel like getting on a mic and just spitballing. Just get on a yep. mic and spitting. Say, we have, <laughs> we have, a, we have a, a concept we want to play with here. So, something that's been on Dallas's mind. Yeah. And something that is going to be coming up in some coaching calls that he'll be doing soon is the, the concept of like your past self your present self your future self and as you like forward project there's the the you that you would like to be the, yeah. the version of you you want to grow into and then there's the version of you that you really need to avoid maybe because somebody has already walked that path and you've seen it you're like i know i don't want to go there maybe you yeah. have that version of you like you know what i need to head that direction so something we wanted to talk on today. And there's actually, there's a, there's a context to this that, that yep. brought this to the forefront for Dallas. And Dallas, do you feel comfortable sharing? Yeah, for sure. So uh, kind of to share a little bit of info with you all, um, this is something I've been mulling over because uh, my father, he's 76 and he is not in great shape. He is all the things that the comorbidities say you shouldn't be. Um, and gee, I know we've, we've talked about that in the past with your family as well, that yep. part of your driver to live a more fit lifestyle, um, when you were younger was you were, you were not set up for nutritional or fitness success as a kid. Right. Um, and while I was very active for a long time, uh, in my family, food was always one of two things. It was either a comfort or it was a celebration. If you had a really bad day, we should make you something to eat. If you had a really great day, oh, we should make something to celebrate and eat that. Right. It was like on yeah. both ends of the spectrum of this is a great thing. Have some food. This is a horrible thing. Have some food. Um, right. And Which so we discussed those podcasts is, is, is a pretty... It's a pretty destructive way of, of treating food because it can really set yeah. up a lot of a lot of a lot of problems down the line. Well, and you and I've uh, you and I've talked about because just so everybody listening knows, um, with the coaches at CFE, there are coaches that will check on you, check on your progress, check on your targets for the quarter uh, or for the year, what you're wanting to do in your fitness or your nutrition. And one of the things that G and I had talked about, because he checks on me, uh, not only do we get to co-host this thing together, but I get the uh, the text messages, you know, that are like, hey, what are you doing? Um, did you do the workout yesterday? That's exactly right. I get those a, a lot. Um, <laughs> or did you follow your plan? Did you follow your nutrition plan? Right. 
And one of the things that had come up in one of our last check-in calls was this idea that because food was a reward, but it would also make me feel guilty. He said, you need to find a reward that doesn't make you feel guilty. If you've had a great day or you've accomplished or you've hit a target, there needs to be a reward that doesn't make you feel guilty. So for instance, uh, just this morning, I, uh, I signed a big, I signed a big client for my communicate to succeed. Gee, I didn't get a chance to tell you this, but it's a, it's a nice, it's a nice size contract. Yeah. Thank you very much. Um, here's, here's my Avengers cup water right here. So uh, superhero water makes me feel great. Um, but it's, uh, it's one of those things that in the past I would have gone, Oh, I should go out and, you know, celebrate that, or I should get something to eat to celebrate that. But today was more about, oh, cool, that's awesome. I'm going to keep working. Um, and my wife and I talked about just the fact that we might go out for like a coffee, a special date coffee. For well, me. you should celebrate it, right? It's something Absolutely. worth celebrating. It's a victory. You yeah. worked hard for this. Yeah. And it deserves recognition. So you should have a reward. Right. With, you know, obviously, a reward that you wouldn't feel bad about later. Exactly. It should not be a, uh, I believe, what was yours? Yours used to be a yellow cake with chocolate frosting. Yeah. That was or uh, Little Debbie snack cakes. Oh, Little yeah. Debbie's. Sure. Who, Those who, two. who yeah. wanted oh to avoid God. fudge rounds if they didn't have to? If they're uh, anywhere near me, I'm going to murder them. So I have to stay away. <laughs> I have to stay way clear, man. <laughs> so for those of you who don't want to just give G mini Snickers or mini Kit Kats for next Halloween, you know, get grab him a box of little Debbies and he'll uh, he'll probably be mad. But at the same time, it's Halloween. So he'll let himself loose a little, <laughs> especially if you like hand them to him one at a time. Every time he says trick or treat, he'll feel better. <laughs> like, if it's Halloween, man, there is no holds barred. No, I know you let that one go. Um, that is the the ninja belt comes uncinched yeah. and you go to town. Um, but so anyway, uh, that was kind of the relational dynamic with food with my family forever. And it's it's honestly uh, back to our main kind of topic here of future self. It is the thing that has hurt my dad the most because um, it, it was one of those things where that pattern was never a identified or b broken. Not really sure which. Um, and so, so full disclosure for everybody on this, and I'm not exposing him. This is not unknown information, but he's type two, uh, diabetes, and he's, he's a solid 50 plus pounds overweight where he needs mm -hmm. to be, uh, at this point. And there's some other comorbidity elements that go on. So a few, um, a few weeks ago, he had knee replacement surgery and didn't seem like that should be an issue. But because of the other pre-existing conditions, there have been several complications since the knee replacement surgery. Mm -hmm. The knee replacement wouldn't have had to happen either had there not been, you know, wearing extra miles on the on the vehicle from, right. from the weight. You know, it's not the years, it's the mileage sometimes. So for him, uh, all of these pre-existing conditions have led to all of these post-surgical complications Yep. And in the last three weeks, we've had to take him to the emergency room multiple times and get him checked in because of other issues that have happened. He had a tear in his stomach and the digestive tract was pushing into his stomach. So there was all these other blockages and there was just all this stuff that you're like, why does that have to do with a knee replacement surgery? Um, but what it has done is it's really been a little bit of a wake up call for my siblings and I. Um, and we talked, we've talked on a previous podcast, G, about my, 
my operating system upgrades. Uh, I was, yes. I'm assuming this one is coming out after that one, but for sure. Um, but one of those I know is that relationship to food that's not positive. It's not mm -hmm. a great thing. Um, it's dysfunctional. How about that? That's might be the better way to sure. say it. Yeah. Um, but uh, my siblings and I have all been having conversations now because we're uh, I'm in my 40s and and I'm the youngest, but my oldest sister, she is turning 55 this year. And all of those conversations are how do we break this thing? How yeah. do we not run into this issue 22 or three decades down the line? Um, right. So it so it's had me really thinking about and and by way of biographical information, I run a mindset call for another group um, that, uh, is a weekly call. And a lot of what we talk about is future positioning. Who do you want to be five, 10, 20 years from now? So while I'd been watching this unfold, uh, I, I began to think, okay, this is not who I want to be. And this conversation has been kind of rolling over in my brain. And I thought today would be a good point, you know, nine and a half minutes into this podcast for yeah. me to actually introduce the topic, which is there is a past me that either was successful or a failure from which I leverage the present me. But do those two line up with the future me that I want to be? And that's kind of where I want to take this conversation a little bit today. Now, one of my favorite pastors, Andy Stanley, because it this way that your direction, not your intention, determines your destination. Uh, oh, I'll say my it again. gosh. You should have told like, me to be ready to type that one out. Your direction, not your intention, determines your destination. You might want to walk towards a sunrise, but if you're heading west, you're not going to find one, right? Yeah. It's like the steps that you are taking, the direction your feet are pointing will determine where you end up ultimately, right? And that future self that we want to be is going to be the sum total of all the little decisions that we make today right. and tomorrow and the day after. Right. The, 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 the principles that we embrace, the identity that we actively choose for ourselves. Yeah. Who are we? Like, is Dallas an athlete for life? Is Dallas not just the provider for his family? Is Dallas also the, the example and the fitness leader for yeah. his wife, for his kids? Because oh, I think we all know, we appreciate, but like, do we actually live in a way? We, you know, there's that expression to say you would, you would die for your kids, but would you, you live healthy? Would you live healthy for them yeah. as well? Because, you know, when I was coming up myself, you know, Dallas's story of his father resonates with me because his dad's story is essentially the same story of my father, except that my father, uh, he didn't make it out of that series of complications that he had after right. the surgery. But growing up, you know, my dad was he was completely committed and married to his work and his job. And my mom kind of tended to the household and my mom was, you know, juggling. She had four kids. There's, I'm one of four. Mm -hmm. And you know, my mom did the best that she could, but, you know, 
try to make healthy decisions when you're juggling the whole household basically on your own. Right. And you got four kids and each of those kids, we were for the majority of our upbringing, we were all homeschooled. So there's also that aspect that she's trying to get us to do the things supposed to do academically. And so the idea of fitness was honestly in our household, it was considered a distraction. It was considered harmful to the objective, which was being good at school. The, The ultimate value system in our household was be good academically right so if you if you were doing well academically you were doing well period health be damned so we didn't really think or focus on healthy eating or exercise in any way whatsoever and in fact i go so far as to say that the exercise was probably discouraged to an extent to an extent so and we were so we all like i did sports um my theater background i did a ton of dance i did mime yes i did mime we don't talk about it but i did all of those things so i was a super active kid but the nutrition was did not support the activity so when you're young and you've got this you got this self-regulating insulin that's like hey we can take over anything it's like you can put anything in the engine of a new vehicle yeah but as that vehicle ages you're like oh Maybe I shouldn't have ridden you that hard in that particular area. And the um, oil changes become more necessary more frequently. Yeah, just like, oh, I need a filter change right now. I didn't know I needed that. My brake pads are a little worn out. All of those elements. Um, the engine is squeaking. What the hell is wrong with it? Right. You can, hi- you can hide a bunch of that when you're young. But um, I don't think either, like when I think of what my, I don't know about you, G, but when I grew up, we had the President's Physical Fitness Awards. Did you guys have that growing up? I kind of remember then? it, but I don't know if I was ever actually involved in it. Like if that it was, was a very Reagan era, like I was, you know, when in Reagan's day, I, I had, I think, three or four years that I won the president's physical fitness award. And I got the little patch That's signed awesome. from the White House that I know was just a printer thing. Um, but but I had friends who who graduated in 92 and or were like in that age group in 92 and 93. And it was not a thing anymore. So I don't know. I don't really remember. I remember doing a sit and reach test. Mm -hmm. But I also remember that if anything physical was elective, I was opted out. Okay. Okay. So So for us, PE was like hardcore and I could do shuttle runs like a boss, a 400 and 800. Like those were my races. Um, Right. And you know me with shoulder to overhead. I was a, I was, I could nail a shot put out there. I bet with, with guys. Power man, I bet. Um, but, uh, but I remember. So I remember being super physically fit, but I did not source the nutrition in a way. And it was, it was either cap and crunch or Fruit Loops. You know, most days for breakfast or cinnamon rolls on the weekend. It was not, not great things. But what it did was it built patterns of behavior as well as patterns of belief about the relationship with food. I I remember hearing um, someone just recently talk about the fact that, you know, if you're not, and and we've talked about this too, coach Kelsey and you and I, and several others on this podcast, if you're not shopping at the outside lanes of the grocery store um, and not eating the fruits, the vegetables, the meats, et cetera, you are in essence, you're not eating food, you're eating a product. Right. Um, and, and that switch has really started to come over me in the last little bit. And then again, seeing it with my dad here, um, 
I, I ran across too, as I, as I've been thinking about this, I ran across a uh, quote from Matthew McConaughey. So, you know, I'm like, all right, all right, all right. I get to quote him a little bit. Um, someone when, asked, when I think about like profound quotes, he's one of the first ones I go to. Heck yeah. I wish I could do a good enough impression of him to read <laughs> this quote, but you're just going to get it in my Midwest nasally Amston voice. Um, so somebody all right, asked, all right. all right. So they asked him, who's your hero? And he said, when I was 15 years old, I had a very important person in my life come to me and say, who's your hero? And I said, you know who it is? It's me in 10 years. So then I turned 25. 10 years later, that same person came to me and said, so are you your hero? And I said, not even close. No, no, no. She said, why? And I said, because my hero is me at 35. And then he said, so you see, every day, every week, every month, every year of my life, my hero is always 10 years away. I'm never going to be my hero. I'm not going to attain it. I know that I'm not, and it's fine with me because that keeps me with somebody to keep on chasing. Sure. And I was like, dang it, Matthew McConaughey. I like that. It's like, did he pull it from the Dalai Lama himself? It's such a great quote. Well, I mean, like, like all pursuit of greatness is an infinite pursuit we can always improve we can always get better and really it should be exciting for us that because the potential to learn more about relationships the potential to learn more in our fields the potential yeah. to learn more in fitness and health there's no destination that the the, the, the potential to learn is yeah. infinite and therefore yeah. like our growth potential should also therefore be considered infinite also. And right. that should be an exciting thing. I think that some people you know, might look at it as a discouraging thing that you have an aspiration, you'll never really get there, but you're always moving in a direction. That should be, that should be aspirational. It should be hopeful talk. Yep. It should be hopeful speak. Yep. And, and so that, that's kind of where I started really thinking about this idea of my future self in five, you know, McConaughey said that quote, but in, in even a year from now, um, Tony Robbins was one, once said, you know, we under, we overestimate what we can do in a year and we underestimate what we can do in a decade. Yeah. And I think that's the idea is, you know, even when people do a new year's resolution, it's, I'm going to do this this year and this this year, like they put all these things out there and they way overestimate what they can do personally, physically, spiritually, relationally, professionally, all of the things but if they started just putting themselves on a course of daily consistent behaviors and habits, they actually arrive there much sooner than they plan. Um, and and I, I had put I had written down this quote. And for those of you watching, your values are revealed by your routines. So if you value health, if you value fitness, then your routine shows that, reveals that. If you value relationship, your your routine shows that. I, I have a hard time taking marriage advice from someone who's been married, who's been divorced three times. Sure. You know, I have a I have a hard time taking financial advice from someone who um, is in worse financial state than my wife and I, or or business advice from someone who hasn't made it to my level or, or fitness advice from a 350 pound guy. Like I, sure. I struggle with those things. Um, I, I need to know that you're expert in those things because your values of, do you really value that level in your life are revealed by what I see in your patterns and your routines. So I began to think 
And I came across another quote that discipline is choosing what you want now, or I'm sorry, discipline is choosing what you want most instead of what you want now. I like that. I think that like so much of success just comes down to the willingness to forego what is easy and convenient and makes us feel good right here, right now in this moment for what is better big picture and makes mm-hmm. us feel phenomenal later yeah. on. It's foregoing the short term in favor of the long term. Yeah. So it's, much of it's delayed gratification, right? Delayed gratification. Although that delayed gratification feels a thousand times better than the short term high right, right now. You know, right. the soda makes me feel good for 20 minutes right now. And then I feel guilty about the poor example I set for my kids for years. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. One of the, one of the things I do with my, with my coaching clients, um, not in the communicate to succeed, but in the, the mindset and, and that whole world, um, is we have this conversation that's known as a gap conversation. Where are you now versus where do you want to be? And what's the gap? Like, what are the current behaviors and, and, and positioning of where you are versus what your hope and what you're planning to do? Where's the gap between those two? And how do you traverse this gap? So it, again, it kind of comes to this, your values, your values reveal are revealed by your routines. Mm-hmm. There's a future you out here, everybody that you want to embrace. And there's a future you out here that you want to avoid the patterns today in your present are, which one are you moving toward? You know, it's the, yeah. um, gee, do you know the, the story of the two wolves? I don't think I do. No, I don't have a okay, this one. So, so there's a, uh, you, you're going to love this one. And I'm, Hey, for those of you coming down the pike for a, uh, no, no sweat conversation, you might hear this one later, but basically it's the story of the two wolves. A, um, uh, a little, a little boy asked his grandfather, he saw a dark wolf and a white wolf and they were, they were fighting and he was asking about it. And the grandfather said, well, in each of us, there's a dark wolf and a white wolf. There's all the things we don't want to be. There's the hopes that we, uh, within us that are not virtuous, they're self-serving, they're destructive. That's kind of the dark side, but also in us is the light side, which is our virtues and our values and our aspirations and who we hope to be. But those two wolves are at war within us. And the little boy asked his grandfather, well, which wolf will win? And the grandfather responded, the one you feed. I like that. That's a really, really smart analogy. Yeah. And really like you could think of like the little decisions we make today are feeding one or the other. Mm -hmm. Like so many, so many people, especially entrepreneurs were such momentum driven creatures you know like if i've been eating healthy for a few months in a row it sure is easier to keep that train going yep but if i've been making you know poor food choices if i've been eating in an unhealthy way it's really easy to keep doing that also you know what i mean like yep inertia inertia works both ways and so if you're if you're consistently choosing to stay late at work you're communicating that your career is your top objective, and you're also communicating to your family at home that they are less important yep. than your career. And you're communicating to yourself that 
your career is more important than your relationships with your family. And so your identity becomes wrapped around career versus family. Right. And those little daily decisions fray the relationships. The next thing you know, like there's trouble in paradise. There's trouble. Tr- at home. Yeah, exactly. Um, so on the on the back of my power playbook, I have a quote that uh, very similar to what you just said. Momentum is built moment by moment. You have the power to build into your life either positive or negative momentum by how you choose to manage your moments. I love that. I feel like that's a beautiful little bow to wrap up this conversation yeah. Yeah. and this, this topic. And I well, feel like so, you, Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, for those of you listening, again, there's two futures out there in, in front of you. The future you want to embrace or the future you want to avoid. And a couple of questions you just should think about asking yourself, where are you right now in the present? What is working? What isn't working? Why is it working or why is it not working? And what do you need to change or what do you need to shift to move toward the future you want to embrace? And if you just do a little bit of that self-awareness and self-exploration, you'll know the answers that fast, you know? Well, I think that the natural follow up this conversation too is to take a moment step back and self audit or self inventory yeah your calendar says things about your values yep what is what what are your true values like the behaviors that you actually do yep the things you place you actually spend your time your very limited time energy and resources what's actually what was that communicate what is actually important to you yep and then identify, like, are those values going to get you to be the white wolf down the line? Yeah. Or are you going to be the dark wolf looking back on today with the pain of regret? Yep. And then that expression, right? You can have the pain of discipline. You can have the pain of regret. Yep. And that's uh, that's the idea. It's the the whole idea of it's the one you feed. Right. I, I, think, I think we need to... Uh, I'll be aware of that. And, you know, I appreciate you letting me just kind of sound this out. We, we went everybody with no notes here with no thoughts of what we were going to talk about. I had a couple, I had like the McConaughey quote and a few other things, but she was like, dude, let's just talk it out. So this was definitely helpful for me. Hopefully it's been helpful for the audience too. Maybe we've, maybe something you've heard here has resonated with you and maybe it can be the seed that ultimately blossoms something great down the line. And we do hope that, Maybe it's helped you to see something you haven't seen before in your life. Maybe maybe something great, maybe something harmful or destructive, because a lot of times just having that awareness counts for a lot, especially if you take that awareness and you turn it into action. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Well, everybody, we're going to let you go here. Um, just real quickly here, as we always like to say, we want to have those conversations with you. Uh, feel free to throw into the Google machine, CrossFit Edwardsville, read our reviews. You can also catch us on social, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok at CrossFit Edwardsville. But when you're ready, go to CrossFitEdwardsville.com. That's CrossFitEdwardsville.com. You'll see a nice button that says book a no sweat conversation. We would love to have those conversations with you and talk to you about your future self and which of the words that you want to feed. So um, that is it. G, thank you so much for letting me hammer these thoughts out with you a little bit today. 
Hey, man, always a good time. Good talking to you. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, thank you, everybody. And uh, and I always like to say it, but I'm going to let G say it today. G, what do we say? Gentlemen and ladies and people you know, on the fence about which they are, have yourselves a championship day. <laughs> <laughs>